guitar as quick as you see a mic stand lit up under the spotlight a silhouette of a man slaying beats that knock right i treasure whenever niggas or rhetoricals hit orchestral tracks and nail it smooth black velvet and rap intelligent but then it's just a low percent who blow on some knives big and over shit no offense but i was over with finding young spitters names i remember day day Dissing your idols kill your future unless your idols souped up. Jamaica Ab Nas, Cherry Drop cooped up. Still hitting clubs, grinding niggas occasionally shoot up. Bang, bang, pow, pow, these snorters still chewed up. My dad, granddad came to my cousin through a psychic. I don't really like it, pay prices for afterlife advice. It's kind of double jumble. Prefer to take my chances. Who gets out alive? Nobody got the answers. All we got is questions. I told my bitch, she hit the genetic lottery. Love it when she lied to me. A friendship is built over time. And trust too. But trust is a contract that constantly needs to be renewed. Through peace and solitude. Peace and solitude. Peace and solitude. Trust me and love me. I trust you and love. Could you, could you, could you really show love? Like a tree falling in the middle of the forest. Nobody heard this shit drop. It's really garbage. How can rappers you claiming I got my style from? Never power and temper my mint. No this to them men who got it in. This is now, that was then. Different style, different bends. As clear as a difference you resorting to. Uh, distorting the truth. Grind. My offspring, these youths walking my shoes. Big bro, I'm from that. Light skin terror. So my life get better. Shorty across the aisle look like Lena Horn. Tough track, tough track, tough, tough, tough. What's going on, man? My bad, I ain't doing one in a minute, but we ain't even going to talk about all of that shit, man. It ain't happened because it ain't happened, and it's now it's happening again. <laughs> Welcome back. Yo, Davey's got a tough album. I listened to it. Um, you know, That's another thing I'm going to start doing for real. Just reviewing a lot of music and shit, cause you know, 
Like, you know, I'm a music enthusiast. Like, I love my rap music and shit. I will be quick to call a nigga whack or call a nigga nice. I'm saying so. Davey's album is tough. Definitely at least, um, i say, I think he had like 15 tracks on there. I listen, I be listening, the way I listen to albums now, I just listen to them shit straight through. Just one time straight through headphones. Like, I take an hour and I listen to, I listen to the whole shit. Top to bottom, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I listened to Davies' album, uh, out of the fits, what, seven, yeah, damn, 20 tracks on the shit. The Nipsey track, the end was hard. Um, that joint I just played with Nas was hard. Uh, Penthouse, uh, that shit was hard. 17 was hard. The joint was going on with Fab, like, yeah, he, he had a couple joints, the joint with Jacquees. He had a couple joints on there, man. So, you know, check Davies album out. You know, another nigga um, album. But before I even say that, did you hear Nas? Did you hear NAS? Did you hear Esco? Did you hear Nasty? I mean, it's like sometimes, like, people just come around, like, the greats, every once in a while, they come around to just reassert their greatness. Like, all Nas really did on that track to me was just really reassert his greatness. Feel me? Um fucking Cass Yo, I didn't listen to Casanova album until earlier today and that shit was tough. Cass got a good album. I think it's crazy that nobody streamed it, including myself, especially since he did that so Brooklyn challenge. Like he had the grand bug and everybody was out here trying to rhyme and all of that. So, you know, I'm I'm surprised that that album didn't um get as many listens, uh you know what I'm saying? Cause a nigga be on Instagram talking y'all, yo my album ain't selling, my album ain't streaming, fuck y'all, and I feel that nigga cause you know that nigga be putting in his pain, but yeah, it, that album was cool. Um, Favi re-released Pain and Love today. The EP which is pretty cool. Uh, Big Dread, I fell in love with a lit bitch, hey. That's a song everybody know on that shit, but my favorite song on that joint is the first joint, Pop Out. I feel like that give you more like, I bet, like the nigga can rhyme and all of that shit, like a little bit at least. Feel me? Because, you know, the style that these niggas is using, niggas from, a lot of niggas from my era is looking at it like, ah, oh, the niggas can't rhyme, rhyme and shit. But, you know, niggas, they do their own thing. And, and Son is dead. He just on the wave. And that's just what it is. Um... But the one thing I don't like, don't call it drill music. It's not drill music. It's not drill. Like, if anything, it's, they getting UK grime beats. There's this, they had this little grime style that they've been rhyming with in, in the UK for years over them beats. And them is the beats that they're using. So, for you to call it drill music when they're not using the same beats and, like, the, the flow is different. I mean, I think it's just the fact that they mobilize a bunch of niggas and the shit is centered around some kind of gang shit that, you know, people just want to pass it off as drills to be lazy, but you can't do that. Um, it ain't, it's hip-hop. You got to stop trying to, you know, put a label on every single fucking thing. Like, everything doesn't need a label. Like, why can't it just be music? Like, just let it be music. It don't got to be drill music. Like, what is... How do you define drill? What is that? Like, you know what I mean? I just think them Chicago niggas caught a wave and they was doing their thing. And, you know, it sparked it sparked a match in the whole gang, gang, gang. You know? That's just what happened. 
Future dropped this album last week. I'm not listening to that shit. I'm like, well, like I'm not gonna say and act like I don't be liking some future songs because I do. He be flowing sometimes, but he just one of them. You know, oh, I just pop pills and uh, like that shit is corny, man. Like I, I'm not, re- I don't really subscribe to that shit. Um, Chief Keith, I'm not listening to that. I, I'm just telling you the shit that came up and it says suggested new albums on Title. Title's the only streaming service I got. I don't have Spotify or uh, I don't even have Pandora no more. I don't got none of them shits. All I got is Title. So Title. I, that's how I hear albums. That's how I. That's how I ended up listening to YBN Corday. I would never listen to him. Uh, Jay Stone, All Money In album is pretty good. That shit was pretty good. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, he, he got like his little Nipsey flow type shit. And of course, because you know, a lot of times when you're listening to somebody a lot, you end up like taking on them characteristics. It's like anything. If I'm around somebody and they constantly using a word. Subconsciously, it'll just become part of my vocabulary. So, you know, the Jay Stone joint, that shit was cool. Um, another chick who dropped her album, Doja Cat, the bitch who made the Moo song. Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. Like, that shit. Like, now, this is the problem I have with her. My problem with her is, again, like, what do you do? You see, these people, they be musical. But they're not, like, they don't specialize. Because my thing is, like, Shorty, you're not a vocalist and you're not an MC. You, like, doing this talk rhyming shit. Like, I don't know, man. Something about that, like, everybody who's in on that type of situation... Something about that don't sit right with me because I'm I, I always feel like yo, it's just like people say oh the rappers is taking away the jobs from the from the actors. It's like yo y'all taking away jobs from people who really put time and effort into the craft of constructing insightful bars, and you're also taking away from the people who have worked on their vocals and want to hit notes and sing. You know what I'm saying? It's like. They do this in-between shit that I just don't fucking get it. I'm not going to say that some of it don't sound good. Because she had that song, Tia Tamara. Like, I would listen to that shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, it shit sound good. But but she's not. But she ain't. She, you can't consider her no MC. She's not Nicki. She's not even Cardi. But if you're not Nicki and you're not Cardi. And you're not trying to be like fucking... I don't even want to say Beyonce, but I'm just thinking about female singers, like, and there's a lot of them, like, you're not SZA, you're not Summer Walker, you're not one of them, you're not moving like that, then what the fuck are you doing? And that's my problem with them type of people who do that, the the fucking the A-Buggies, these little niggas that are out now, like, and they sing rapping with the auto-tune shit, a whole bunch of them, I can't even remember all their names, but. That'd be my that'd be my little problem with the music, but once again, man, when something sound good, it sound good, and that's just what it is. All right, so th- this something I just want to put to rest right now, like something got to change with the NFL. Something has to change with the NFL. 
They continue to try and make it this team game and character, character, character. And I, I'm, I'm so sick of that shit. When in actuality, they try to make every team, if they actually could, if they could pull it off, if they could find 32 people that were actually good enough, they would make every single team about the quarterback. So this, the, the most valuable player and the best quarterback in the league, it needs to be two separate categories. And I think there needs to be some kind of scale when you're weighing the MVP and the quarterback and you're putting the quarterback in an MVP conversation. There has to be some kind of curve for the other positions because they're devaluing other positions by just every single time a team is good. The quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. No, no, no. That's not the situation. Who saw the game Seattle versus San Francisco? Who saw it? The def- Seattle's defense scored twice. Like, y'all went on a field goal. Russell Wilson had 155 yards. What MVP are y'all talking about? What are you talking about right now? That defense is playing good. That was a big-ass trade for Jadavian Clowney. That was a big trade. I mean, it looked good because it was a big Monday night game. And I'm not saying that Russell Wilson is whack. He gets it done. He scrambles at the right time. He never has a big-time receiver, yet somehow he's always getting it done. Metcalf, Baldwin, remember Doug Baldwin, Lockett. These are not big-time guys. Yes, he's had his Percy Harvins and his, um, I believe he even had, you know, Braylon Edwards at one time. Like, he's had some, some guys once in a while, but for the most part, you catch Russell Wilson getting it done with Tom, Dick, and Harry every week. Like, straight up. That's just how he does it. So you have to give him his credit, but let's stop the madness. Garoppolo turned the ball over three times. He was missing his tight end, and there was two people out on his defense, and they still lost by a field goal. I'm not saying Garoppolo is the MVP right now, but he is a pretty damn good game manager. Better than what I thought he was going to be. It was 16-3 and 19 starts. Like You got to call it what you want to call it. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. 16-3, 19 starts. He wins. That's why I still got San Francisco as the number one team in the league, period. San Fran is the number one team. Number two, I'll take New England. Excuse me. I'm still going to say it because at the end of the day, I feel like with this guy, Tom Brady, no matter what, no matter what, something is going to go in his favor. They're going to do something to... Give this guy a chance. They're going to call a penalty on third and long to make it first and ten. And they'll do it again if they have to, man. Like so, And their defense is always good. Their defense will leak, but the shit will never really collapse. They'll lose, but it'll never be too ugly. The Patriots don't get outclassed. They don't get blown out. They don't get embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't happen to them. So with that alone, you got to keep them as one of the top 10 teams. Um, uh, three, Seattle. I'll give Seattle. I'll put Seattle up there. You just beat the, the, the best team in the league. You beat them. Your defense is playing good. People are going to get healthier. Uh, you, the schedule, I want to say it eases up, but you've gotten through. They've gotten through a lot of the travel and a lot of the tough teams, you know, Baltimore number four, even though Baltimore beat Seattle, but they took that loss to Cleveland. And again, you're going to lose. 
Lamar Jackson is, I mean, I was just talking about this. There's a lot to be said about coaching. A lot to be said about coaching. Look at Lamar Jackson. He has a coach that believes in him. A coach that has done shit to help him succeed. Look at Vince Young and Robert Griffin, who's backing up Lamar Jackson right now. Both of them came in and won Rookie of the Year with head coaches that hated them, that did not believe in them, that did not put them in positions to be successful. So, you know, Lamar Jackson, while he is a good player and all of his talents is coming out, like, you can't teach that spin move and that acceleration and shit. He has a great coach. John Harbaugh is Probably a top, he's a top five coach in the NFL, one of the most underrated coaches, again, for another stable organization. You notice, with the exception of San Francisco, but there's tradition of winning and stability and ex, they're used to good in San Francisco. But those teams that I just named, those four teams, five would be Green Bay, those teams are consistent with their front office, with their coaching, with their overall excellence. How many coaches have you heard for New England in the past 20 years? How many coaches have you heard for Seattle in the past 20 years? How many coaches have you heard for Baltimore in the past 20 years? Or Green Bay? You see what I'm saying? It's... It's about consistency. You can't just fire people like this. And I'm not even done with the top 10 and I'm just already tight about the Jets. But about that, that was a bum battle on Sunday, man. Let's just be real. Battle of the bums. Number six, Texans. I like Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, think, I think he's getting better. I think that team is getting better. J.J. Watt's out for the season. But what else is new? Um... I think Texans play Baltimore. We we gonna see, we gonna see who's getting it. I like the fact that all these black quarterbacks is really getting busy and they not on some fluky running gadget type bullshit where they on a short leash. Like they looking at these dudes like franchise quarterbacks. Um, seven, I got the Saints. That game, I think they just lost to Atlanta. Like they just came out and just. Didn't pay attention to that game. That's why they lost to Atlanta. I'm not, I don't, I don't care. Saints is still a top 10 team. Minnesota, number eight. Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the league. Uh, last week, I would have told you Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league. I think they're one and two. Or some could probably argue one and one A right now. They'd like neck and neck. Because you can't stop neither one of them. Even though Minnesota's offensive line is good. Dalvin Cook, we knew Dalvin Cook was a monster from college. So, yeah, Minnesota... It's like, again, stability. Now, yes, there's been front office shakeup as far as the head coaching is concerned in Minnesota. But when are they ever a terrible team? And even if they have a losing season, it don't be as egregious as the Jets. Like, I, I don't know. Pittsburgh, number nine. I just think that's a testament to Mike Tomlin coaching. Um, that Fitzpatrick move on the defense was good. Like, when do when do you see cats trading for defensive players and they coming in and making impacts like that as far as scoring? Like that shit is I'm not gonna say it's unheard of, but it's not common. 
It's not every day that that's happening. And that has been happening a little bit more often. Give me a second. Yeah, um, my bad. Yeah, with Pittsburgh, I got to go with them at nine. I don't. I notice I don't got the Chiefs in there. I don't got the Rams in there. Those teams is they're sliding down. They're trending down. It looks like all the Sean McVay, uh, um, the the boy wonder, all of that shit. It ain't happening right now. Freddie Kitchens, Adam Gase, the quarterback whisperer. Why you always trying to be so fucking smart instead of getting somebody who done been through the trenches and did some shit and earned some shit. Always trying to be fucking smarter than the next guy. Pittsburgh's number nine because Mike Tomlin just got that team moving. That's just what he is. Think again. Look at Pittsburgh. In my lifetime, there have been three coaches for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe the guy's name was Chuck No. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin. In 33 years, there have been three coaches. That is consistency. When shit go left, they don't just... Kick them out and, and talk about firing them and all of this bullshit like people like the fucking Jets like to do. They don't do that. They don't do that. You know what else the Jets don't do? The Jets don't make moves. They don't make moves. They hold on to their draft picks and draft bums instead of using their draft picks to get guys like every other fucking good team does. Every other team out here that's trying to win something does. Look at, the, look at the Cowboys. Last year they traded for Amari Cooper. This year they trade for Michael Bennett. Add to the defense. Seattle goes to Jadavion Clowney. Pittsburgh. Everybody thought they was done. Big Ben's out. Juju don't look like he could be a number one dude. Connor's in and out. You playing with a bum quarterback. Um, questions all over the place. And you go trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, yo, we trying to win. We're trying to get players on the team. Marcus Peters goes to goes to goes to Baltimore. Comes in, gets a pick six, making moves. Jalen Ramsey to the to, to 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 the Rams. The Rams need defense, so what do they do? They go out and they go get the best corner in the league. Yeah, they third in their conference, and that means their division. They, they shake you on whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. But they're going out there and they're getting good players trying to do things. And Jalen Ramsey has contributed. Another pick six. Emmanuel Sanders picked up by the Niners. Why do the good teams always get good players? Why do the Patriots get Sanu? Why do the Texans get Lurie Tunsil? Why does that happen? Why don't the Jets ever get anybody? I don't understand. Why, why is Kareem Hunt playing for the Browns? And number 10 is the Cowboys. I, I put the Cowboys up there just because they're on top of their division. Um, that division is trash. I just think it's the most publicized because the Cowboys and the New York Giants and D.C. and Philly. And it's just four major American cities, three of them on the East Coast. If geographically, it makes no sense for the Dallas Cowboys to play in the NFC East. That's the dumbest shit ever, but that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, that's why, that's, why that, that's, that's why that conference gets so much publicity. It's not a matter of it actually meaning anything. Like None of those teams are fucking good. Philly, Philly thinks they still won a Super Bowl, even though that shit happened on a, some fluke shit years, a couple of years ago. Like, they still acting like they won that shit. But, you know, to be honest, if the Jets won a Super Bowl, 
I'd probably be good for like 10 years. I, I wouldn't say shit. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not used to winning. You know, um, as far as the MVP is concerned, right now, who's the MVP? Who would I say is the MVP of the season? If you take him off of that team, that team is shit. Like, can't do nothing. I don't know who that person is. I might say Aaron Rodgers, and I might say that simply because his head coach is new, and he's been there, and he's been great already. So the head coach had to come in and fit with Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers fit with a head coach. You see, when you think about Pete Carroll, and you think about John Harbaugh, I'm... We're not discrediting Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson. But what we're saying is those two coaches are great coaches already. So they're going to make that shit work. So I'm more inclined to believe that they would still be stable without those two guys in every other facet of the game and have a quarterback managing the situation more so than Green Bay. I feel like if Green Bay didn't have Aaron Rodgers, they really wouldn't be shit. But even... And he's playing good, but I just think he's their whole identity. And Green Bay's suspect. Let's be real. Their defense is suspect. They've been winning some lucky games. We're going to see what's up with them. But as far as the MVP right now, I just think, uh, you know, you got to give it to Lamar Jackson just because of what he's doing. And that's just what it is. Uh, it's, It's early. It's, is it still early? Is it week 11, week 12, something like that? So it's early, but it's not. But we just got to see more. We got to see. We got to see more. We got to see more from everybody and see how it all turns out. Because Garoppolo's definitely not it. He's not getting it. He's not getting it. Um, I can't see Rodgers getting it. Deshaun I'm, I'm. I think this year is between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson if the two of them can keep this pace up. And that just remains to be seen. And Lamar Jackson already, Seattle, I mean, uh, Baltimore already beat Seattle. So, you know, if, if everything goes, keeps going the way it's going, you gotta, you're going to have to give the nod to Lamar Jackson. On top of it, you know, he's making it look spicier, man. There's something to be said about style. Style matters, yo. It does. It does, it does but it doesn't. That's what makes Jordan... The greatest ever. Style, my nigga. It's all about the style, the flair, the charisma. How you doing what you doing. If you doing something at the highest level, but you doing it in a, in a stylistic way that separates yourself from anybody who's ever done it, you're going to be looked at like you better than everybody. Mahomes with the no-look passes and all that shit. The style, man. It's the style. So... Offers cool points alone, Lamar Jackson going to get that MVP if they keep moving the way that they move him. Look at that. Lamar Jackson is about to be the MVP of the league. He was a Heisman winner. He was somebody who played for Louisville in the what used to be the Big East. The Big East. We saw him on TV here in New York. The Jets had the number they the Jets had a high draft pick, the number two draft pick, and these fucking idiots drafted Sam Darnold, another pussy ass, soft ass white boy from UFC that USC that can't do shit. 
Cause Donald is whack. I don't care what nobody say. I got like listen. I, I gave up on him already, man. I gave up on Donald already. I gave up on him. I gave up. Donald's not a big time winner. He's not a big time leader. He ain't big time nothing. He had great measurables. And he went to a school that's known for producing quarterbacks that don't do shit. What do they do? Who's the best quarterback to come out of USC? Let me look it up on my phone right now. Let me see who the best quarterback to come out of USC is. Because off the top of my head, I tell you Carson Palmer is overrated. He played with Hushman Zada and, 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 and Chad. And he has, he has Cedric Benson in the backfield. Uh, I believe Corey Dillon. Was Corey Dillon there at one point when he was playing? I don't know. But Carson Palmer is overrated. Period. Matt Liner did nothing. Mark Sanchez, the New York Jets, ruined him. Ruined him. Matt Barkley, career backup. Cody Kessler, nothing. We get nothing from these USC guys. But for some reason, people keep drafting them. Keep drafting them. I just don't understand it. And you, you draft these guys, and then, and, and then they, they turn out to be nothing. They turn out to be nothing. All the time. And Lamar Jackson played in our backyard at a Big E school. We can see him on TV every single Saturday locally. And we don't draft him. And he's a winner. He won the Heisman. He won games. He showed that he was accurate. He showed that he was mobile. He showed that he was durable. Agile. Versatile. But you go get... um. Andy Dalton's little brother, little big brother from, from USC. Let me look up these USC quarterbacks. USC quarterbacks drafted. First round. Let's see. Hmm. USC quarterbacks. Why is it not come? Matt Barkley. Like I said, Matt Leinert. Mark Sanchez, Carson Palmer, Matt Castle. Rodney Pete was probably the best quarterback to ever come out of USC. Are you kidding me, Rodney Pete? Rodney Pete? Rodney Pete, though? None of them are good. If the Jets ever draft another USC quarterback... Um, I can't even jump out the window and say I might stop being a Jet fan because that's like saying that that's like like you you can't like how how I don't even know what else to be, even though I hate them motherfuckers so much for just pissing me off every year and never winning. But I'm tired of these GMs drafting these clowns. Stop drafting these clowns. We under you have we we all understand the higher the draft pick, the worse the team. And most of the time, what's gonna happen is a good player is gonna go to a bad team. Unless it's like New England that gets a high draft pick. So what you need to do is you need to get winners. You need to get people that are going to come and change the mindset because of what they're used to. You don't get fucking losers with good measurables. 
Because you think you can get a quarterback whisperer. Adam Gase. Another fucking loser. Well, like, I don't get it. If I'm playing in a conference with somebody and he's fucking losing, why am I going to hire, why am I going to fire the coach who I had, who had winning seasons in the same conference as a guy who had losing seasons at the same time and think that something's going to go good? Tom Bowles had this team playing with some goddamn pride. This shit is pathetic. Pathetic. They don't like that bug-eyed bastard, Adam Gase. Get him out of here, yo. Get him out of here. Fucking Jets. Fucking Jets. Going for the splash. Stop. Get what, get what you know. Get what we all see. We all know what's going to be good. These GMs, it's like, it's, it's, it's like these bad teams. Every year you get a reset. It's like these bad teams are like recovered drug addicts. But instead of going out and trying to find and get into a relationship with somebody who doesn't do drugs, they go and they find a recovering drug addict. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Chicago Bears? I mean, you're, you're a recovered addict. You got a fresh start. You got you 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 rid yourself of the fuckery that was Jay Cutler for like ten years for no reason because there was no reason he should have been a quarterback that long. And here you are. You have the opportunity to do something great, and you draft a guy like Mitchell Trubisky from a basketball school, mind you. If you want to play basketball, you go to the school Michael Jordan went to. If you want to play football, you go to a school like Alabama or Ohio State or Florida or or Mississippi State or Texas. These are the places that you go. You go to football schools or Georgia. You go to football schools to play football. Not you don't go to a basketball school to play football. Who's the best football player to ever come out of North Carolina Tar Heels? Who? You tell me. I remember they had a running back back in the day. I can't remember his name. You take Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson, who played in the exact same conference at the same time and won national championships. And you moved up to take a guy who played in the same conference, who lost all the time, who completed less percentage, who completed passes at a lower percentage, who went to a worse program. Stop trying to keep your job and fucking do it. Stop trying to be remembered for being the guy who did this or did that and just do what you're supposed to do. Call it what you want. I know everybody's looking for Tom Brady. Everybody wants that. Everybody doesn't want to miss on Tom Brady. Tom Brady went to Michigan. Tom Brady went to Michigan. A reputable school. A Big Ten school. A perennial bowl game school. 
We all saw him play. We knew what he could do. People knew who Tom Brady was. Tom Brady wasn't a fucking stranger when he first suited up for the Bills. People remembered him. Because he played on TV every Saturday. We saw him. We know who he is. If you miss on Tom Brady, it's because you busy going for fucking, what's that guy's name? Ryan Leaf. <laughs> that, 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 that's the problem. That is the problem. You miss Tom Brady because you going for Ryan Leaf. You miss Aaron Rodgers, San Francisco, because you're going for Alex Smith. He went to fucking Utah. Alex Smith ain't good. I don't care what nobody says. Andy, everybody catches wreck under Andy Reid. Alex Smith ain't good. Alex Smith went to Utah. Aaron Rodgers went to Cal in the Pac-10, a quarterback school. Maybe it's on some USC shit, but at least we saw him play on TV. We know who he is. He didn't play, he didn't, he didn't play at Utah. He didn't play on the Boise State field. No. No. Tired of these people. And now the Jets, yeah, I mean the Giants, y'all gotta deal with Daniel Jones. Because instead of just drafting the best football player for a piece of shit team that really thinks they're a whole lot better than they are and think that the quarterback is gonna fix everything when it really isn't, you I mean, you drafted Daniel Jones ahead of Farrell? Ahead of White? Like what are you doing? Are you stupid? Are you that desperate? This wasn't a quarterback draft. Why did you reach? Daniel Jones just got outbummed by Sam, Sam Darnold. Panic button in New York. Panic. Newsflash. Daniel Jones is trash. Can't believe that bum ass nigga scored 42 points on me in fantasy and made me lose in that first fluke ass game against Tampa. And yeah, he had three touchdowns and almost threw for 300 yards against the New York bum ass Jets. Yeah, break. Jamal Adams took the ball, stripped the ball out of his hand and ran in the end zone. Daniel Jones. Sam Darnold. Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, bums, bums. They were bums in college, and you just drafted them to be bums in the NFL over winners. Thursday night game tomorrow. I got Browns over the Steelers. Um, am I calling it an upset? Yes. And no, I feel like the Steelers beating the Browns should be the upset because on paper, the Browns are more talented. The Browns should be better than what they are right now. But I feel like with Pittsburgh winning four in a row and looking like they figured some things out and look and, you know, we're expecting Mike Tomlin to outcoach Freddie Kitchens. If this if the Browns beat the Steelers, it's an upset. It's an upset tomorrow, so I'm going with the Browns over the Steelers, though. I think I think something about them, they're going to pull it out. Uh, I don't know if Baker going to shave. How many times he going to shave? What the fuck is that about? That's, that's just, what the fuck is that about? 
Anyway, um, I got the Colts over the Jags if Brissett plays. I think Nick Foles comes back. Jags try to make a little bit of a run because now there's not that much pressure on Fournette because Foles is a more, you know, trustworthy passer than Minshew was. Even though Minshew, you know, was cool for a little bit. He he, he could play. Um, Bills over the Dolphins. Dolphins got their two wins. That's it. Bills right the ship. They're going to get their shit back together because their defense is too good for them to lose to, 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 to Miami. They'll probably get a defensive touchdown or something or two. Um, I got the boys over the Lions. I don't know if Matt Stafford's playing yet. Um, if he does, you know it'll probably be some kind of a shootout. But Matt Stafford is Matt, Matt, Stafford, is Matt Stafford. He's going to do Matt Stafford things in the fourth quarter, and they're going to lose because of a Matt Stafford. Um, sometimes Dak Prescott suffers from Tony Romo syndrome, so, you know, some shit might go down with him. But if I got a roll of dice, I'm taking Dak Prescott to not throw an interception over Matt Stafford, you know, um, a poor man's Brett Favre. Uh, five, I got Texans over the Ravens. I know the Ravens look good, but something about Deshaun Watson show up in big games. Like, he show up. Like, he, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. And I don't like to say he beat Mahomes because he's not lining up and playing against Mahomes. You can, if my defense is great and your defense is terrible and I'm good and you're good, like, you're going to have a harder time against a great defense than I'm going to have against a bad one. So when they say these quarterbacks beat each other head-to-head, I'm not really a fan of that. I don't really subscribe to that. It's a team game. And that goes right back to me bitching about the fact that they make this shit all about the quarterback when it's really deeper than the quarterback. Because you can have a great quarterback go up against a great defense, and they'll lose. So I got the Texans going over the Ravens. Um... Even though I might live to regret that, I just still think Deshaun Watson's more of a poised winner. Yeah, I just I just think he's more of a poised, polished winner than Lamar Jackson is. But if the Ravens win, I ain't going to be shocked. And if Lamar Jackson do some crazy, I will definitely not be shocked because he's liable to do something crazy. I'm just picking the Texans because I'm just picking the Texans, to be honest with you. I don't want to look like I'm riding the Ravens bandwagon. That's that's probably why. I'm probably trying just not to be a dick rider. That's why I'm picking the Texans, to be honest with you. Uh, I got the Jets over the skins. Dwayne Haskins is trash so far. So far, he's trash. But the Redskins are a trash organization. They've been tra- a trash organization since they won that Super Bowl back in the day. They've just always been trash. Like They've just been trash. Clinton Portis, uh, you know, Sean Taylor's world of Rocky McIntosh's. You know, those are the last days of the Washington Redskins. They had the little RG3 moment, but after that, it was it. They're done. That that franchise is another trash franchise. They don't know what they're doing. They're constantly firing head coaches. They're bringing in the wrong people. They're drafting the wrong players. They just don't know what the hell they're doing over there in Washington. And I think they're like neck and neck with the Jets for who's the bigger asshole. At least at least Schneider be wanting to win. He's vocal and out there and outspoken about wanting to win. That, that, that's the only difference with him, but two bum-ass organizations. I'm taking the Jets because I'm a Jet fan, and I feel like, you know, the Jets, the Jets could 
could beat them, but we'll see. Another bum battle come Sunday. Uh, Panthers over the Falcons because the Panthers is actually trying to do something. They're trying to make the playoffs. The Falcons beat the Saints just because they just got a win off. You know what I'm saying? But I think the Panthers are going to go against the Falcons. They're going to be serious. Um, Saints over the Bucks. Jameis is a turnover machine. I'm done with them. I'm done with Jameis. I thought Jameis was going to come to the league and be the black Peyton Manning, stand up in the quarter in, 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 in the pocket and be that prototypical passing quarterback who has the ability to get out and scramble when necessary and make it a significant one. But Jameis is a turnover machine. He stares down Mike Evans or he throws bingos, gets sacked. Fucking, he's done. Um, I think Jameis is going to be a career backup in this league after this little stint with um, the Bucks. The only way Jay, only way you'll see Jameis be the quarterback next year is if the Bucks make the playoffs and win a playoff game, and then they'll probably franchise ta- franchise tag that nigga. I don't see him starting for another team in the league unless somebody gets injured or like, and he's the backup. Um, they're done. <laughs> they're done. Uh, Vikings over the Broncos. Nobody cares about the Broncos. Um, they. Nobody just nobody cares about them right now. No nobody's talking about them. Nobody cares about them. Nobody knows who plays for them. Everybody knows Dalvin Cook plays for the Vikings, and you know people talk about Kirk Cousins' contract in Minnesota. Just plays in uh, historically more relevant conference with Detroit, Green Bay, and Chicago. So I got the Vikings over the Broncos. Uh, I got the Cardinals over the Forty ers in an upset. I think Kyler Murray's gonna show up. Even though I've been saying he's too little, I think he's going to show up. I think Kyler Murray, he's better than what I thought he's going to be. And plus, normally, unless you're the Bengals or the Jets, um, I, you know, I'm not even going to knock on the Jets about that shit because our conference is shit anyway. Outside of the Patriots, our conference is shit. Yeah, there's no stability in our conference. Nobody in our conference is, uh, over, is um, you know, in the playoffs regularly, none of that. So, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna get on the Jets like that. But um, I think the Cardinals is definitely gonna beat the 49ers. And I think that's gonna be a big upset game. Um, Cardinals, maybe up and down. They're good sometimes, they're bad. They're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad. You know, like, they get good and bad there. They don't just get bad all the time and good for like a year or two. You know what I'm saying? So, I think the Cardinals, I think it's gonna beat them just off, just off a, Division, just off the strength of the division, and that they're gonna play hard. Um, and I feel like people are gonna think that they know how to expose Garoppolo now. Uh, I got the Eagles over the Patriots in the upset too. I'm the, I'm an Eagles fan. Jets, Eagles, Steelers, those are my teams. I love the Eagles. I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan, uh, but I feel like it's actually happening. We're seeing it happen. Um, now. The truth of the matter is, yeah, Tom Brady at this stage could use a big-time receiver, a big-time deep threat, like a big-time playmaker. But un- until he gets that, he's starting to look kind of human right now. Sanu is good. Edelman is good. Their dink and dunk shit is straight. But it looks like he needs a little bit more help. Like, you can you see him out there not looking spry. Um, But... That doesn't just because the Pats lose another game doesn't necessarily mean that they're out of the mix or not gonna win the Super Bowl or whatever the case is. Cause once again, as long as that man is suited up and Bill Belichick is on that sideline, 
you can't count them out of anything. But I think the Eagles could upset them. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to get their first win over the Raiders because a team like the Raiders will lose to a team like the Bengals when they need to catch a win. Like, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And right now the Bengals is just out there playing for pride. Cats out there is trying to play to stay in the league, play to get on another team. Like, because when you're the worst team in the league, nobody's looking at you and thinking about how good you are. Everybody's looking at you and saying, like, yo, you're a loser and your team loses and you couldn't help your team win. So everybody on the Bengals is playing for a contract, playing for some kind of pride, playing for their career, really. So um, I think they go out there and they beat the Raiders. I got the Rams over the Bears because I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky at all. I just don't. Um, even though I don't think Jared Goff is that great, I think they just had a lot of offensive shit happening last year, which was cool. Uh, I don't think he's that great, um, but I still think they're better than the Bears. I still think the Rams should make a wild card game at least. And um, I got the Chiefs over the Chargers, even though I like Phillip Rivers, man. I love Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. I think Gates is still out there playing. I like the Chargers roster. I like King. I like that's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, cornerbacks. I like I like the Chargers, but I, I think. Um, I think the Chiefs is going to right the ship. I just think the Chiefs is just going to outgun them. Like, Mahomes get dead throw for 400 yards. Like, I don't know what that shit is about. I don't know what Andy Reid got going on on offense. But for whatever reason, <sighs> something else, man. Um, Yeah, so that was, you know, just a little music, a little NFL. I'm going to talk to you about this NBA real quick, man. Because you know I got something to say about the NBA. Uh, So give me a second. All right. So first things first, I'm going to get the Zion shit out of the way. This is the first time I'm talking NBA since I talked about the draft a minute ago. Get the Zion shit out of the way. The little summon league game was nice, whatever. The little strip, the dunk, oh. Yeah. The preseason games where the dude was proving that he was an explosive finisher at the highest level, even though them cats is not out there going 100% during the preseason. And he's playing against people trying to make the team, not the real, real stars. And he didn't even play against no good teams. But that being said, excuse me. Um, yeah, he played against like two of the worst teams in the league, actually, if you really want to put it in perspective. Um, so, yeah. 29 points, efficient. Duke can finish at the hoop. I seen him on a on a three-point line, blow past the defender and get to the hoop for a strong finish. He has ability. Athletic, agile like a motherfucker. Like if you've ever seen agile, it is him. Give him that. But I'm not backing off of my stance. He's overweight. He's undersized. He is not a triple threat player. And there's just too much hype around him. I don't believe he's going to play this season. I think it would be foolish for the Pelicans to let him play this season. The Pelicans are the worst team in the Western Conference, as I predicted. You people saw a couple stupid little preseason games and some media day pictures and saw some names and decided to say that the Pelicans were going to make the playoffs when, in actuality, they had absolutely no shot in making the playoffs with that young roster and an improving Western Conference. Teams like Dallas, like I said. 
ahead. Teams like Minnesota that are not going anywhere. Teams like Phoenix that are on the rise. Sacramento would have been on the rise too if they didn't just lose De'Aaron Fox. The Warriors, nobody expected them to spiral out of control this quick. So that works in someone's favor. That works in the favor of the Pelicans and shit for not being the, the worst team out here. You understand? So, again, the Zion thing, I'm done with it. We'll see him next year. Or we'll see him for the slam dunk contest. And even when he comes back, he's not going to be a factor. That The Pelicans are... I'm sorry. Let me see. The, yeah, the New Orleans Pelicans are two and nine right, two and eight right now. He, that man alone, would not have made them a better team. He wouldn't have. And, and it's just, it's just a fact. They weren't gonna be better than OKC with Chris Paul, who's a winner and still playing hard. Um, Portland, Minnesota, the Spurs, Dallas, the Clippers, um, Jazz, Rockets, Denver, LA. What are we talking about? What are, we, what are we talking about here, man? Come on. Let's, let, 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 let's knock the shit off. Um, one of my big surprises, I'm just, I'm just talking about rookie Tyler Hero. I like Tyler Hero at Kentucky. I didn't think he was going to come in and be White Chocolate 2.0, White Boy Brandon Roy. I think he's the White B Roy. He is getting busy. I fucks with Tyler Hero. Luka, Luka Doncic, that's going to be the next dude. He's going to be the next dude. He could play. Don't play a lick of defense. Excuse me. So it fit right in like that Euro style that came over here. That that no defense um, zone, score high scoring bullshit style. But Doncic could play one way or the other. So I like Luca. Um, the Knicks kind of. I don't. Porzingis looks all right. Right now, he looks healthy. Let's just hope he can stay that way. I think the Knicks may have dodged a bullet with him because I think he would have. I think he's just a guy who's just gonna be hurt. I don't know. I just always thought. I know he's super talented. I like Porzingis. He's super talented. He got a lot of heart. But for me, he just looks like somebody who's always gonna get hurt. Keeping it with the Western Conference, look at the Suns. The book. We're going to be talking about DeAndre, um, uh, Devin Booker as elite. DeAndre Ayton is a, is a good center. Rubio stabilizing that shit. Baines. You can't even, I don't want to call Rubio a winner, but I'm not going to call him a loser neither. Because, yeah, he lost a lot in Minnesota, but he won in Spain. He know he played with Team Spain. That's a winning team. He went to the Jazz, and he went to the playoffs, and they got out the first round, and he was the point guard there. So Rubio... I was critical of Rubio coming out initially because I feel like I felt like there was too much hype around Rubio. I thought they was trying to make him out to be a lot better than what he really was earlier and I was I truthfully I was right because he's not an all-star. I don't know if he'll ever be one. He's not a top 10 point guard and I don't know that he'll ever be one. So I feel like when you come out with a certain amount of hype there are certain expectations that you're supposed to live up to or that are set for you. And if you don't make and if you don't make those expectations, then you're not as good as everyone thinks you're gonna be. Like Zion. I don't think Zion will ever be a top twenty five player in the NBA. I just don't see it. 
I don't see with 30 teams in the league, him being one of the, if you go to every team, him being one of the best 25 players on, on the team. I just don't see it. So um, that's where I was at with Rubio. And Rubio's turning out to have a good, long, uh, solid, productive career. And that could happen for Zion Williamson, too. I just don't think he's going to be an elite guy. Um, now, the crazy thing about what's going on right now is it's very early. It's super duper early. But there's two teams that are out of the playoff picture. If the playoffs started today, the Spurs are out. And so is Portland. I don't think there is a chance in hell that the Spurs in Portland do not make the playoffs. So I think fighting for the eighth spot is going to end up being Minnesota, Phoenix, and Dallas. And out of them three teams, I don't know who's going to make it. I think think it's easy for us to just point at Utah and go, oh, Utah can slip. But Utah was one of the last teams that actually plays defense. Gobert prides himself on trying to be a defensive player. People don't go to Utah and put up buckets. Mike Conley is a first-team all-defender. Um, so it's easy for us to pick on Utah because they're fucking Utah and they don't have stars, but I don't know that they're going anywhere. I think that eighth spot is going to... I think Portland might end up being the eighth spot this year. I think so. Unless they go on a crazy hot roll, which they're liable to do because they do it every year. Portland will win like 13, 14 straight. They'll end up winning like 23 out of 27. Like Portland is liable to do that. So um, we'll see what happens. It's very, very, very early. Uh, Speaking of it being very, very, very early, it's very, very, very early in the Eastern Conference. But am I not one of the smartest niggas you know? Didn't I tell you the Brooklyn Nets are probably not going nowhere? I think they'll make the playoffs because the East is a shit show. Like, ill. I mean, last year we was talking like, okay, yeah, the East is getting better. They playing good ball in the East. Kawhi, It's just ugly over there, man. The Hornets, the Pistons, the Hawks, Orlando, Chicago, Washington, the Knicks. Nobody wants to watch those teams. Nobody. Those teams, those teams are not entertaining. They're not exciting. They don't have. I mean, Trey Young is an exciting player. He is. Like watching him, if you're paying attention, watching Trey Young is exciting. D. Rose is a nice story in Detroit, but they not beating nobody. Terry Rozier, I want to see Terry Rozier get his, but he's not beating nobody. Who plays for the Bulls? Kobe White and Zach Levine and a bunch of guys? Nobody cares about the Bulls. Nobody cares about the Magic. They made the playoffs last year and nobody cared. Nobody cared. They even won a playoff game and nobody cared. The Wizards, I mean, shit. John Wall, John Wall is just out there living. He ain't worried about a goddamn thing. He getting a whole nother year off collecting that check. The Wizards ain't shit. And even though I like the way R.J. Barrett is playing, the Knicks ain't shit neither. 
So the Brooklyn Nets have the opportunity to squeeze into the eighth seed. And I think it is going to be not necessarily vindication, but I think it's going to be sweet for Brad Stevens to go against the Brooklyn Nets in the first round if they can hold on and keep the number one seed in the East. I mean, again, it's early. But if they can play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round and just sweep Kyrie ass out of there. I told you that Kyrie is a one-man overrated dribbling circus. He hit the shot over Steph Curry. We get it. I get it. Kyrie is a great player. Great ball handler. Big-time shooter. Love the big moments. He can get buckets, get to the hoop. Kyrie can do it all. I love him. But Kyrie's not a leader. Kyrie cannot be the best player on your team. He just can't. They say that about guys when it's not true. Like, they say Melo can't be the best player on your team. Well, Melo was the best player on his team when he was a rookie, and they went to the playoffs, and they went to the playoffs every year after that with him being the best player on the team. Kyrie wasn't Cleveland. He didn't do shit until LeBron showed up. Granted, that team wasn't good, but he couldn't carry them. We just saw him go to Boston and make them worse. He made them worse. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals with Isaiah Thomas on a bad hit. Then the next year without him and took LeBron to seven. And he comes back and gets a gentleman sweep. Against the Milwaukee Bucks. LeBron wasn't nowhere to be found in the Eastern Conference. It was your year to get it done. And he couldn't get it done. And they they squeezed out all of them games against the Pacers. If you really want to be honest with yourself. If you go back to that shit. They beat the Pacers. But they squeezed a couple of them games out. The Pacers are a tough team. They always going to play hard. So you're not just going to go and roll over the Pacers. So now everybody in Brooklyn's waiting for Durant to come back. Fine. I like I love Boston. I said that Boston was going to be the best team in the East because Kemba is an upgrade from Kyrie and Isaiah Thomas. He's an upgrade. He can score just like Isaiah and Kyrie. He plays more defense than both of them. And he's a better leader and a more willing passer. And he's just a better chemistry guy than 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 Kyrie is. Look at Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was having was back to looking like an all-star until he just got hurt. And they still not gonna miss a beat because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is gonna is out there playing free. Kemba passes them the ball. Kemba doesn't come up. Kemba's not a one-man dribbling circus like I continue to call Kyrie. what he is. He's a one-man dribbling circus. Toronto's still number two. Kyle Lowry putting up career high in points. He's not playing. Kyle Lowry's still trying to showcase, showcase that he's that dude. And again, I keep going back to it. Anybody that goes back to watching that Villanova team, if you would have told me that Kyle Lowry was going to be the all-star, Olympian, all-NBA team, champion <laughs> and Randy Foy and Alan Ray wouldn't be in the league, I would have laughed at you. And so would I, Dick Vitale would have laughed at you. Nobody would have believed it. 
So Kyle Lowry is keeping them afloat. Um, I think Philly and Milwaukee are going to pick it up as, um, you know, the season goes on. And uh, Miami's in the mix right now. Jimmy Butler, that's the dude I want. Look at that. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's why I can't stand these, these idiots on TV like Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman, remember what he told you? If the Knicks pick up Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker, they lose in free agency. Kemba Walker's on the team that's the first seed in the East, and Jimmy Butler's on a team that's the fourth seed in the East that didn't even make the playoffs last year. Now, you tell me, if Jimmy, Walker, Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker played for the New York Knicks, would the New York Knicks not be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference? I mean, who is the major player for the Boston Celtics? Who is their big free agent acquisition? Who's the best player? Who's the All-NBA team player? Who's the All-Star? Kemba Walker. Who is the, All- who is the All-Star? The All-NBA team player? The Olympian? Who, who is it? Who's the All-Defensive team player for the Miami Heat? The leader? Jimmy Butler. The two-star players on the top four seed. The two star players that the Knicks shouldn't have gotten because they were B guys are playing for the first and the fourth seed leading the conference. But we didn't want them. We didn't want them. We wanted Durant and Kyrie. A guy who's got an Achilles in his 30 and we don't know when he's gonna, what he's going to look like. And a one-man dribbling circus who has proven time and time again that he can't lead the team. That's the problem with the New York Knicks, man. People like Max Kellerman, the irrational fans. I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it like it is right now, man. The New York New York Knicks. You see the way Stephen A. B. hating Dallas Cowboy fans. That's what New York Knicks fans are. Irrational. Irrational. Living in this delusional world where we win and get free agents. No. Nobody's coming to play in New York in the winter. It's cold, bro. Nobody wants to come here and live here in the winter. Everybody in New York is trying to get out of here in the winter. Everybody in the winter walking around here tight. Who the hell is trying to live here in the winter to work? Nobody. This notion that the Knicks is going to pick up this and that and this time free agents. Stop it, man. I'm sick of that. That's why I will ever, forever be emotional about Carmelo Anthony. My God, we had a top five player in the league in the prime of his career. Stop everything he was doing and say, I want to play for the New York Knicks. It has never happened in my lifetime. And you ungrateful bastards ran him out of town for poor Zingas, who then turned around and said, fuck all of y'all. And now y'all talking about fire Fizdale. Fire yourself, man. Fire yourself, you bum-ass delusional Knicks fans. You don't know shit. We got a team full of, full of veteran power forwards on one-year team options. Talking about the team should be playing better. I mean, shit. 
You just put a, you just slapped a bunch of whole bunch of role players together with a rookie that you don't know if you want him to play shooting guard, small forward, or point guard. Um, Nilakita, who nobody really believes in, but he just looked like he just tries real hard. So you kind of feel bad for him. Mitchell Robinson looks like the only person. And Knox, we don't even know what Knox want to do. Does he? Is he? Is he? Can he beat Durant? That's what he want to do. But he, all he want to do is shoot, and he don't be hitting shots. It's, 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 <sighs> mm. The New York Knicks, man. I didn't have no expectations. I didn't have no hopes this year. I didn't. I felt like the whole purpose of this year was just to see. Let's see what R.J. Barrett can do. Let's see what Knox can do. Let's see what Mitchell Robinson can do. Let's see how these three players can play together Hopefully with Nilakita developing and these are our this is our young core. How can we move forward with them, shake it up, and then what can we put around them to be better than the teams like the Atlantas of the world? My God. The Orlandos, the Charlottes, the like we gotta be better than the Bulls, man. We gotta be better than Cleveland. Like this come on. Stop trying to tear down any form of stability. Do you realize if you guys want, if you, if Fisdale is gone, that'll be like the fourth head coach in five years. You're never going to get anywhere if you keep tearing, if you keep starting over. You can't keep starting over. You got to stick with something at some point, the New York Knicks. You have to. Players like Fisdale. He's a reputable coach. He coached for a playoff team. He, albeit he won as an assistant coach in Miami, he won something. Keep him there. Give him a shot. Let's see where it goes. Why are you so quick to just run people out of here every minute? We want to get Masai Ujiri. What do you think he's going to do? Think about it structurally. In the past 20 years, the Toronto Raptors have been a better franchise than the New York Knicks. And Masai Ujiri has not been the GM in that situation for the past 20 years. And they have been a better franchise than the New York Knicks. If, if you really want to be honest with yourself, since their inception, since when they came in the league, they have had more years of consistent excellence than the New York Knicks have had. The Toronto Raptors. Yes, them. Fire Fisdale. Fire him for what? What did he do wrong? You gave him Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Julius Randle, um, Alfred Payton, Bizdex, uh, some, some guy. You, you, you gave him guys. You just gave him a bunch of guys. You gave him, you gave him the seventh man on every other team in the league, with the exception of Julius Randle. Bobby Portis ain't the sixth man. He might start, but the sixth man will get more playing time than him. Taj Gibson, over the hill. Over the hill. Marquise, Marcus Morris, good glue guy, good role player. He can't be the dude bringing the ball up, dropping 25 for you. This ain't Kansas. What are you doing? 
The only thing I don't agree with with, with um with Fizdale right now is the way he coming at Dennis Smith and 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 uh, I think Peyton's hurt and Nilakita like oh you gotta make me play you and you gotta hurt yo put them niggas in the game and see what the fuck they could do bro like we ain't got time for this we don't got time for Marcus Morris and Julius Randle to be bringing the ball up the court when we got Dennis Smith Jr. on the team like we don't have time for that. That's the only spot where I disagree. But what are you firing Fizdale for, man? It ain't his fault that Melo got ran up out of here by you idiots. It ain't his fault that he thought he was coming here to coach Porzingis and was under the illusion that the New York Knicks were going to attract some free agents that he could coach because any coach needs a great player in order to be successful. No coaches out here coach trash niggas to, to, to prominence. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Gino Oriema said it. You either coach great players or you don't. We, that's it. So I don't know what the hell you want to fire Fizdale for. There's nothing to fire him for. He's 2-8. The Knicks is probably going to be trash again. And that's what it is. If we end up in a lottery again, fuck it. Yeah, let's end up in a lottery again, man. God damn it. Trust the process. I take LaMelo Ball. Fuck it. Kids, LaMelo Ball, let's let's go. I'll take LaMelo. We'll see what he can do. You know, he's be exciting. He don't play defense. That's the way the league going. He shoot threes. We, we got to do something. But, but firing Fisdale is a bad move. It's a horrible move. It'll just make the Knicks look worse. But it's still, man, early in the season. Um, if you really, uh, I know I was already talking about the West, but it's a two-man race, two-team race. It's Clippers and the Lakers in the West. That's the two teams fighting. Denver's gonna buy, irritate somebody. I don't. When I when it comes down to it, I don't think Houston's gonna be nobody. I think Dan Tony's the most overrated coach of all time, along with a dude named Larry Brown, two of the most overrated coaches of all time. Um. Yeah, I don't see I don't see the Houston thing. I guess it's working a little bit. They 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 got they're winning, but I don't know something about Harden. Like I think Devin Booker is a better player than Harden. I know it's crazy that I would say that, but it's the truth. Like Harden, he's statistically doing things that people don't do but a lot of it is predicated on the free throw line and with that being said that shit is just ugly to me man i'm just not a big fan of the free throw line the other night though i think i saw harden was like 17 for like 31 and he had like 58 points or some shit and i was like okay that's what that's what i'm talking about right there that's efficiency if he and you can't expect that out of him every day but I don't know. I like Harden. But I just don't know what happened to him. I feel like Harden, even though the dribble, dribble, step, the bop, 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 step back, Trey ball is hot and, you know, all of that stuff is cool and shit. I still think about Harden in OKC when he was basically playing point guard with Russ and KD. Do y'all remember that? Like, that Harden was dope. Come up with the left drive dish to either KD or Westbrook. Like, you didn't know what was going to happen with that squad. But, um, 
Yeah, I still think it's just. And then I was looking at something today. Look like uh, I think they said the Magic are trying to get the Mar DeRozan. The Magic are trying to get the Mar DeRozan, or uh, yeah, the Magic are trying to get the Mar DeRozan. If 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 DeRozan goes to the Magic, I think the Spurs have effectively given up on the season, and then that'll leave room for um, you know. Phoenix and Dallas and or Minnesota. But I still don't think Portland is going to miss the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't think Portland's going to miss the playoffs. But again, it's super early. Uh, we'll see what happens. Teams go on losing streaks. Bullshit happens. But um, did anybody expect to see the Warriors just spiral out of control this quickly, man? It's such a sad story. And I was rooting for the Warriors this year, too, simply because I didn't want this to be an indictment of Steph's career. Oh, you don't have KD, you don't have Clay, you can't even make the playoffs, you trash. I didn't want that to happen. No Iggy, no Sean Livingston. I didn't want that to happen. And I think it's almost the best thing that happened is him breaking his hand. Because now he's not out there struggling trying to put up 130 points every night when the other team puts up a buck 40 because they can't play no defense, and they never did. That's why Draymond Green was always overrated to me, was never defensive player of the year. Stop talking about the Warriors and defense. The team scores a buck 20 a night. Don't talk to me about defense. It doesn't exist. Nobody expected the Warriors to spiral out of control that quick. That shit is a dub. I think I think Steph just needs to take the season off. If Draymond is smart for public relations for the sake of his career and not being exposed for being overrated, he needs to just make up some injury and sit his ass out for the season too. And they just going to leave poor D'Lo in there, Dolo, to just go out there and run and gun and shoot. So... I think they'll be good. I think they'll be straight next year, but this year the Warriors are finished. A little bit of entertainment, man. We another great comedian is gone, man. John Witherspoon. That, that shit is so sad. Pops, granddad, the father of Boomerang. The just um everything everywhere. Friday, Pops. Gone, man. It's crazy, man. Just when people die, like, you really have to put in perspective. You will never see them again. You'll never hear nothing from them. You'll never hear their voice. You'll never... It's just it's just tough, man. I feel bad for his kids. Phil, it's, it's, it's whack. You know, I didn't watch it while it was coming on week to week. I got into it later on. But I love the boondocks. And they said they were saying that they were gonna come out, you know, they were coming back with it. Now it's like, what's the point? Don't even bother. There's no way to replace Granddad. There just isn't. I don't know who they could bring in there to make him any kind of funny. So I ain't even gonna talk. I was actually just gonna play a couple things I like from John Witherspoon. I thought these were some of the funnier moments, you know, with him. Hey, boy, you got a sec? It's about your uh, fundraising. 
Who exactly are you raising all that money for? Because Huey said... I'm sorry to interrupt, Granddad, because I really want to hear what you have to say. But I got something I want you to see right quick. It's outside. Huey, you can come too. car that turns into a boat and then back into a car. For me? Oh, I can't believe it. Thank you, boy. Oh, you're the best grandson ever. Way better than the other one. Uh, yeah, Granddad, you wanted to talk to me about something? Uh, nothing. No, never mind. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm gonna be just like James Bond now. James Bond, James Bond, James Bond, too.
You remind me of my granddaddy. <laughs> you know what your problem is? You think money grows on trees. Just go out and pick you four or five hundred dollars and go off and just dance and eat chicken and dance and you just have all the fun in the world. You know how many stinking dogs I gotta catch to fill that big ass bowl you got there, boy? Forty-five, fifty dogs. Stinking nasty dog and twelve of them little stinking things they call a chihuahua. You better put some water on that shit, boy. Alright, I eat it. Hey, 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 hey! Take the garbage out front, son. What is wrong with you? Give me my money. Get the fuck out of here, man. What are you doing, man? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Go over the truck. What you doing on this truck? Hey, you put my money on here. What the hell's happening around here? Oh, oh. Hey, hey. Kiss my ass. Hey, don't take my hot sauce. saw the mushroom I shirt. Mushroom shirt. Bang. Mushroom, mushroom shirt. shirt. But see, you can't stop with the mushroom shirt. You now, I would go on. I would stop the no, shirt. No, you got to keep going. Okay. Now, let me show you something. Look at that. Oh, you got on a mushroom belt. Gerard, did you know your pops had a mushroom belt on? Yes. <laughs> but you don't stop there, see? No, you got to keep going. What you got? Mushroom ring? Yes, good idea. Look what I got. Da! <laughs> Gerard, did you know on the inside was special mushroom? Yes! Yo, last one, man, from <laughs> Black Jesus. I, I, at first, I was kind of against this show, then I started watching it because the shit was funny, but it's <laughs> the last one. But now I'm employed as a professional lineman. Lineman? Yes. I wait in line for stuff. Then I sell my place in line to people who don't want to wait in line. And they pay for it. Yes. Lazy white boy. Japanese kids. I got a... I paid last week. One time I got $500. You're serious? That's right. So I apologize. I have to turn down your little $10. Okay, uh, 20 50 25 Deal. I need some more minutes on my phone so I can report back to you. And two big-ass beers a day per diem. Okay. You ain't gonna try to play me and take my money and end up under the bridge drunk somewhere, are you? Oh, Vic, I might be a man who take a dump in a semi-public place every now and then. But I'm a man of my word. I see Jesus all the time. I'm going to report back to you. I promise. Deal? <laughs> Go take a shower, man. You want me clean? That's going to be extra. R.I.P. John Weatherspoon, man. I was actually going to do a whole nother segment, um, but I just didn't. Got to fine-tune that a little bit because... I'm really trying to, I got, I got something, I got something in store for y'all, like, I'm really gonna make that, like, 
probably one of the staples of what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to fine tune it a little bit, man. And um, I mean, so it's going to be it, you know, for for a dip off. You know, I got to leave you with some music to ride out. You know what I'm saying? I'll be having this shit on repeat because for whatever reason, that's just the mode I'm in right now. I'll be fucking with son. Um, that last album, classic. His last two albums was bangers, top to bottom. So people can say whatever they want about son, but I don't know what the fuck niggas want from that nigga because this nigga's last two albums been crazy. Rose. For your Friday morning commute, man. They wanna give you five, wanna give you ten, fifteen, till you're back again. Conspiracy with me, cause I run with dealers. Inshallah. Inshallah. Cold pistol, nigga. Cold bullets. I put that on my soul, that's on everything. Fascinated young nigga. TV fascinated young nigga. Fascinated young nigga. I be crying in my car, nigga. Nightmares of dying in my car, nigga. Stack my meatloaf. I just wanna keep my heat close. Killed himself. I heard a nigga killed himself. Till it's all gone. All gone. Rest in peace to the grill. Can't tell me this raw shit ain't hard, boy. 
can't tell me this nigga Ross don't be fucking killing, man. This shit hard. I'm out.